0: 060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au It is
1: Sinbad the leader, 29-9 third quarter, shaking up and responding, Black Mac, then Tempo Warrior, McCrikey and King Arthur. Sinbad in front a length and a half clear, sticking on strongly, Black Mac and then Tempo Warrior, but Sinbad going great guns inside the 100, Black Mac edging close to the outside, Sinbad holding on and just won it. A half a neck at the finish, Sinbad
0: beat the brave Certainly A talented horse in New Zealand, trained by Mark and Nathan Purden. That was first up and the horse backed that up with a narrow victory on the weekend. Sinbad, I'm sure Chris is going to ask Nathan Purden about that horse and many others in that powerful stable in New Zealand very soon. Good morning, Chris.
1: Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Looking forward to this chat because uh, this is one of the most powerful stables in the Southern Hemisphere. So much talent at their disposal but they're operating from both sides of the ditch now, Steve. They're gearing up many of their stable stars for Cup Week, but they've also got four horses, then maybe more, I'll find out in just a moment, back on Aussie soil targeting a few feature races coming up down there in Victoria. So a lot to look forward to.
0: Yeah, and just with uh, Captain Ravishing, Chris, unlikely to make it to the big race next month? Is
1: that what we're hearing? uh yeah i think he was uh, subject to a veterinary examination following his trial yesterday and i'm hearing that he may have to uh, undergo another vet check uh probably in the next couple of days certainly across the weekend so yeah the, the, the time is uh is sort of starting to run out for captain ravishing so it'll be interesting to see if there's some sort of jockeying as far as the slot holders are concerned now like what's plan b c and d so it's going to be very interesting the next 48 hours in particular, because on what we saw yesterday, uh, that that vision is now up of that trial, um, he, he he wasn't impressive. So. He's really got a uh, lift. But, uh, yeah, subject to a veterinary examination, I think he's going to have to undergo another one in the next couple of days as well.
0: Yeah, I watched it myself. Gee, when he took off there, Chris, so the second last quarter or around the eight or 900 metre mark, you thought this horse is going to be a rocket. And, yeah, it was sort of just inconclusive, wasn't it, the last quarter or so. But, anyway, Nathan Purden is mm. with us now.
1: Nathan, good morning.
2: Good morning, Chris.
1: Are you in Australia or are you still in New Zealand?
2: I'm in Melbourne now. been here uh, about a week now, I suppose. Right,
1: on. So you won the coin toss, or were you always bringing the, the team across to Melbourne?
2: Uh, well, because we never stayed here, I'd like to come over just myself to uh, to see the track and, and try to work it out um, relatively quick. And then if there's a spot, and um, sort of probably after victory time, I might try to sneak home for, for two or three weeks. But uh, yeah, probably more important that, uh, that I come first. Okay,
1: so you arrived last week, how many did you bring with you? Uh, I got four in total. Okay, so three trotters, one pacer? Yes, a trot. Okay, you stepped a few out at the trials on Monday night, I think that was at Geelong, and you've got one runner going to the races tomorrow night at Shepparton in the Oaks. And we'll start with this filly, uh, high energy, she is a high quality filly, how do you rate her? Yeah, well, what she's done today, it's been
2: been pretty impressive, really. Um, she's uh, she's only got to rate her own class, so that's a lot of uh, big help for her. But um, yeah, she is a very smart horse. To look at her, she's nothing. Um, there's nothing well about her. She's just small and, and very plain, um, but uh, she has got a big motor, and and she's um, she's just as tough as probably what she is quick, really.
1: Okay, she hasn't raced since May, and that feature race up in the North Island at Auckland. So, fitness-wise, where is she at going into the uh, the Oaks tomorrow night? Uh,
2: well, she'll certainly improve off this run. She um, probably wasn't really on our radar earlier, but um, just the way it, things fell, she's quite highly assessed. So, um, in the rating system, so. Uh, being a, a straight three year old Phillies race I thought it's probably the best way to, to start off for her and um, unfortunately she's come up with a with an average score but uh she'll still be you know, very hard to beat I think.
1: Okay. Uh you've obviously had a look at the field. Uh, d- does she look the horse to beat in your eyes? Is, it, is she the class runner?
2: I certainly think so, yeah. She's she's the best three year old filly um back home by, by quite some way, so um, you know, I think uh even if at 90%, um, you know, she should still figure in the first three anyway.
1: OK. So after tomorrow night, you've got the and Oaks. What are we looking at? The Victoria Oaks is obviously going to be a target.
2: Yes, yes. She's got the, the Need for Speed series
1: she's paid up for, so um, she'll contest that and um, then on to the, the Victorian Oaks. OK. Going back to Monday night, the trial team that uh, went around there, High Step was one. She's another trotting filly, only a two-year-old. She was able to win her trial. What's the big target for
2: her? Uh, well, there's just more so the fact that there's nothing really in New Zealand for them at all. Um, so she has paid up for for things here. Um, she can race in the, in the Reedwoods probably the first again, and then uh, and then sort of go towards the Crown. Everything going right, but. Uh, yeah, she's, she'll just... Um, I think the first race I had planned out for her was at Kilmore, um, the 29th, so she can make a start there and um, and then sort of map out a bit more of a plan from there. All right.
1: Did she please
2: in the trial the other night for you? Yeah, she just done what she had to do. She didn't um, go too quick overall, but it was just a nice nice run, and that'll bring her on relatively well for, um, for her first-up assignment.
1: All right. The sole pace that's part of this team is uh, Sherlock, or the real Sherlock, as he's known now. Uh, the Victoria Derby, is that the main target for him? Yes, it will be, Chris. All right. How does this guy rate compared to some of the other stars, like, of the same age back home?
2: Uh, well, the, probably the pinup up horse back home. Is don't stop dreaming. Um, he's He seems to be the best, and, and Merlin close behind him. um also Barry and Scott Phelan, so uh, yeah, they're, they're probably the two best and, and he's not far
1: behind them. Alright. He
2: got home in 26.2 the other night, so he must have been sharp. Yeah, he's um, probably a little bit more forward than I thought, but uh, you know, that, that trial will top him off to where he needs to be, but he's certainly a,
1: a, a high-speed horse and I really think he'll suit this style of racing over here. Okay, so have you mapped a race for him to kick off his campaign? Uh, well, the,
2: the first heat of the breed he's actually breed eligible, being a, a son of Vincent, so um, he'll go to Belrate on the 30th. Okay, you like
1: the Vincents,
2: don't you? Yeah, we've had a lot of luck. Probably our best two-year-old back home at the moment is uh, a Vincent as well, so we've had a lot of luck with him, and um, you know, hopefully he keeps going the way he is because uh, he was a great racehorse himself.
1: Yeah, terrific racehorse. And the other runner that you had at the trials the other night, we can have it all. Would I be right in saying she's Australian bred? Yes, that's
2: right, yeah. I brought her over here um, from the, the, the Dam Farms crew, and um, she's uh, out of Dutch East She's quite well bred, dead, so, uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's quite a smart filly. All
1: right. And North American owned?
2: Yes, that's right, yeah. Um, Gordon, Banks, and Mark Hanover—they own her and um, brought her over and bought her off my judgment. So uh, she's kind of been a bit of a um, bit of a favourite of mine, really, for for what I've done and picked her out and um, and got her to hear the date.
1: So um, yeah, no, it's, it's exciting watching her grow. All right. Well, Mark and Gordon—they raised amazing Dream when you campaigned
2: her up here in Brisbane a few years ago. Yeah, they're getting uh, sort of bigger and bigger in the in the stable, something to Buy a few more and um, a bit more active. So, uh, yeah, it's great to to reward them with um, with the
1: nice horses, anyway. All right. So, a team of four in Oz as we speak. When was the last time the All Stars campaigned in Australia? It'd be a little while now.
2: Yeah, it would be um, probably three or four years ago now, I suppose, with uh, mainly, I think, uh, Dad sent me over Better Twist uh, about 18 months ago, I suppose, or 12 months ago. Race a uh, little campaign over here, but yeah, no, it's it's been quite a while. I think um, with COVID and, and also the the fact that the races um, are, seem to be at the same time, which is a bit of a pain. But um, yeah, there's what it is, and try to certain horses um, are, are better off going down this path to come over here, especially it seems to be the trotters, and you um, know, there's a bit of at home, but uh, yeah, it worked out good this time anyway.
1: All right. I've got to ask. You're in training partnership with your dad. Uh, how's it all going? Are you enjoying the new role?
2: Yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, dad's got a, a few gallopers now, so uh, he's enjoying that side sort of things. New challenge and um, and sort of hand the reins over quite a bit to me. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a great challenge and um, something I'm really enjoying so far. All right. How
1: many's in the team back
2: home? Uh, we've got forty five.
1: Okay. Okay, now with your dad and the Gallopers, so he, he bought at the, the yearling sales, what, earlier this year. He's really hands-on with the, 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 the training and you know, uh, the, the way they uh, are coming along, he, he's right into it? Yeah, well, he,
2: um, he mainly mainly works with Thorebridge, doesn't have uh, have a lot to do with the standard bridge anymore, but um, yeah, he's still there to bounce ideas off, obviously, and, and he's overlooking things, which is, always great, but um, yeah, he spends a lot of the morning pottering around with them and, and uh, learning a few things and, and working them out solely. but uh, yeah, he's, he's thoroughly enjoying it. All right,
1: does he mix it up a little bit with the uh, the breeds with their training, or is he constantly heading to Rickerton all the time?
2: No, well, he mainly does the work at home, just off that farm, and uh, every now and again he heads into Rickerton, but not not very often at all. He um, does a lot of the work there and gets a rider out. To, uh, to work them most days. So, yeah, we've got a, a straight track and a round track, so um, they've got pretty good facilities to to work on and they seem to be happy. It,
1: has he made the right decision? Now, tell me straight out, has he made the right decision tinkering with the, the thoroughbreds or should he have just stuck with the standard
2: breads? <laughs> uh, no, he, he seems to think he's uh, made the right decision anyway. He's pretty happy about <laughs> it. And, um, he's not, That's what he's, he's telling everyone. He's not everyone all too much <laughs> this yet. <Yeah. laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, good stuff, good stuff. I've got to ask about the big four back home. So talking about uh, self-assured, a cooter, don't stop dreaming, Millwood Nike. So we're building up towards the cup. Uh, it's not all that far away in fact. So exciting times, uh, we'll, we'll go through them. Uh, self-assured, uh, how far away is he from uh, being back at the track? Uh, he's,
2: he just came back in last week um, he had one full month off after his Auckland campaign and then a, a month just treadmilling in, in, in the water walkers. So he was active without being on the track. But um, with all that base fitness under him, I think we'd see him back at the trolls in about four or five weeks anyway.
1: All right, Akuta?
2: Uh, he's probably in the same boat. He's a different style of horse to what uh, Self Assured is. He's quite a, a big round and, and probably takes a bit more work than a horse like Self-Assured. So, uh, yeah, he may be the same time or probably a week later. All
1: right. Who, who's the main cup contender out of the two? They're both pushing towards the cup, but which one's number one in your eyes?
2: Well, you can't knock in, um, what Self-Assured's done. I know he's, he's sort of been there and done it for quite some number of years now. He's getting on a wee bit, but... Um, just when you think he's he's had enough, he, he gets a new lease of life and goes again. So, um, you know, Kurt is a, a great horse as well, but I think you'll need to keep stepping up to match a horse like Self-Assured.
1: Okay. And these three-year-olds, they're, they're powerhouses, no doubt. Don't Stop Dreaming, you mentioned him earlier. He's got a fantastic record. Last start, Group One winner. Is he aiming towards the derby over there?
2: Yes. Yeah, he's got the, I think, the um, very flying stakes, $100,000 race. Uh, the start of October, or towards the middle of October, so that will be his first main aim, and then um, yeah, and then sort of prep towards the cup, over at the um, oh. derby, sorry. Okay, and Millwood Nike, who's unbeaten,
1: 14 from 14, is it Nevilley R Oaks campaign for
2: her? Yes, it will be. Yeah, she's obviously uh, winning that many in a row. She's very highly assessed, so um, yeah, it's probably the the right path to go by her, just look after her this season and see what the future holds for her the following season.
1: How do you rate
2: her, Nathan? Oh, she's very special. Um, she's she's probably yet to, to prove how tough she is um, obviously with, with only racing the fillies, Um But, you know, she, she's a, a head and shoulders above any filly back home. Doesn't matter how she's driven or where she sits, she's just too good for them, really. So, um, uh, She's got the speed that a lot of top horses, um, that probably what I've dealt with in the past, Lots of of um, Amazing Dream and Adore Me and that. She's she's probably got a touch of point-to-point speed over those horses, but um, yeah, she's got to prove a lot to be in the same in the same sentence as them, I think. All
1: right, but if, if she went to North America, like Amazing Dream did, she'd more than hold her own?
2: Yeah, I think she'd do a lot better job than what Amazing Dream would do. Just. She's that type of horse that she's got so much speed and she sits on a helmet, she leaves the gate very fast. Um, so I think it'd be very exciting if she did go over there, I doubt she would, but um, yeah, I'd love to see her go over and, and see what she can do because I'm sure it'd be very impressive. Yeah, she,
1: she seems like she's an unbelievable filly, no question about that. So just during this campaign in Australia, are you going to do any driving or are you handing the lines over to one of the locals?
2: Uh, greg sugars will will do the all the driving as long as the uh the two trotting fillies don't don't crash together but um yeah predominantly he'll he'll be in the bike all right now
1: you're you're there at Lara J. how many horses would they have in work
2: uh just a, a guess i'd say around thirty um twenty five or thirty something like that seem to be all right.
1: have you got him in line that right have you got them in line? Oh, yes, Yeah, they got me in line anyway. <laughs> <I? laughs> <laughs> hey, good stuff. I hey, really appreciate the time. Go well during this Australian campaign and uh, continued success. I know it's exciting back home at the moment because the Cup's not all that far away, so you'll do a fair bit of travelling between both countries, but uh, good luck in Victoria. Yeah, thanks a lot, Chris. There's Nathan Purden joining us, training in partnership with his uh, legendary father, Mark. So, Steve, um, Mark's certainly uh, giving the, you know, the thoroughbreds a real crack, so he's mm. he's very hands-on with the thoroughbreds, as Nathan just outlined there. So it'll be interesting to see how long it'll be before one of those youngsters gets to the track. Obviously we're talking probably next year, I'd say, but um, yeah, it's going to be exciting when he mm. steps one out at the races.
0: Yeah, and plus the prize money's increased significantly. They've made that announcement, Chris, for the new season as well, so It's, you know, boosted the morale of a lot of the thoroughbred participants in New Zealand as well. Doesn't he sound like his dad?
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Very similar. Matt
0: Elkins, he's a young gun in Queensland. Chris, and he's with us now.
1: Yep, Matty, good morning.
3: Good morning.
1: Uh, First of all, the, the, the horse that I wanted to ask about, because we referenced this horse yesterday, but on Tuesday at the trials, Majestic Lavros, you sat behind this trotter, and he ripped a half in 55-9, looked really comfortable going through the line. Did it feel as good as it looked?
3: Yeah, probably even better, to be honest. Um, sort of pretty exciting the way you can sort of change his turn of foot and go so quickly under a hold. So was that
1: the plan going into the trial? You wanted to give him a fairly searching hit out because that was his second trial. So was that the the plan?
3: Yeah, sort of. I uh, asked Sean what he sort of wanted, he said he'd be racing next week. So he wanted to have a decent enough fit out without gutting him. And I sort of probably would have liked to have waited longer and try and have him wider on the turns and learn a bit more about him. But uh, when they were going steady, I thought I'd slide around. But he sort of took me by surprise at how quickly he did it and how firm a grip I had on him while he was doing it.
1: Mm, he's a nine times winner, lightly raised. He's now eight, but obviously the end of dominion at the end of the year, thats the that's the big target.
3: Yeah, I think he was sort of purchased with that in mind, and the way he sort of trialled these two trials, I can't see why he won't be there.
1: All right, well, he was very impressive, no question about it. Speaking of impre- uh, impressive, and speaking of this weekend, best race on Saturday night is this final, the up to NR70 final. Your guy shooting for three straight victories, Big Skewy. He's been awesome his past, too. Has he surprised you with the way he's gone about his business uh, and his uh, last couple of starts?
3: He probably has surprised a little bit with how dominant he's been, but um, ever since he sort of got here, I have sort of liked the horse, and I sort of think the way he's been driven the last month is how I to drive him earlier, but sort of not having much gate speed and a little self-doubt, I guess you don't do it all the time, but...
1: So is this race perfect for him on Saturday night, gate two?
3: I'd say gate two is his perfect draw, but... We've actually had a little hiccup this week and I'm not sure if he'll be going around or not. Uh, are you serious? Yeah. He um, came off the track Friday night and had a little bit of blood in one horse and we cut a little bit out. And He's um still trained all week and seems pretty good, but if he's not at 100%, I sort of won't want to put him around just how good he's been the last month.
1: Yeah, he, he can run fast time and he, and he's quite comfortable doing it.
3: Yeah, as I sort of said, he's probably doesn't have a real low 27 quarter in him, but once he sort of builds up to a speed, he can hold it all day, I think.
1: All right. Has there been any interest from North America given those past two efforts?
3: Yeah, they were real cold on him early, but um, there's been a few phone calls after last week, so um, I'd say he'll end up there soon. All right. Is he your stable star or with
1: Midnight Calm bouncing back on Tuesday, has he regained the mantle? Well, Skilly was
3: running away with it at the moment. He was the only one going good and the rest were going ordinary, but Midnight Calm is a bit of a favourite and he stood up there on Tuesday. All right,
1: so how pleasing was that uh, to, to get another win with
3: him? Very pleasing. It's been, been a long few months getting him right. It sort of went better than I ever thought he would early and we've sort of had nothing but problems with his feet afterwards. But um, we've seen that got on top of that, stepped his work up a lot, and he seemed to thrive on it in the last two weeks. Well, good stuff.
1: A couple of other horses uh, from your stable on the weekend. One I'm keen to get your thoughts on here, Art Tudor, who goes around in race two. Recent addition to your stable, but it looks like he's dropping fairly significantly in grade here. Is is this a race he can show up in?
3: Yeah, he sort of hasn't had a draw since he's been here. I think he's drawn six or seven every start. It's pretty impossible to get into races like that his track work's been good this week and he comes up with a lot better barrier draws so it does look a lot more favourable for him this week. Does he wear less
1: gear than your Trotter CK Spur, Aunt Tudor?
3: Thank you, pardon. This does one. he wear less gear than your Trotter CK Spur? Yeah, he does. He wears a saddle and a bridle, no crupper and knee boots, that's all. <laughs> Have you had one
1: like that before?
3: Never, and it's pretty good cleaning gear race day, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and, and speaking of the
1: Trotter CK Spur, he's got the handicap here and it's only the short trip, so is he up against it uh, given these conditions?
3: Yeah, 30 metres off, over 2100, it's a very big arm. Um, but in saying that, I am happy with the horse and I think he's going well, but you going to need a lot to go right over the 2100 off 30. Mm, okay. Into dominion is that still a target for him? Yeah, if he's here and still ticking along, um, that'll be an obvious target. Um, I don't know if he's up to Majestic Lavros, but we'll have to see how we're going.
1: Mm, you might be forced to make a decision there by the sound of it.
3: Yeah, we'll just see how we're ticking along. But in saying that, when TK's riding on his day, he's a pretty handy horse himself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Already the winner of the marathon earlier this year. Just with your other draws on Saturday night. Uh, Rock Tagginal, Rock Nian and Ahoka Jimmy. Do you give them any sort of
3: hope? Um, Rock Tagginal probably an interesting runner. He's another one Brad Elder set up. like He's a shadow player in Big Skewy to try and win that QO. Um, he hasn't arrived yet, but his recent form has been good at Newcastle. It's probably not know overly strong race for him. Okay.
1: And what about the other pair? Rock the end
3: and uh, uh, um, Ahoka Jimmy. Rock the end racing well, probably just lacks, lacks the win a little bit, I think, but he's racing really well and should be in the money. And Ahoka Jimmy's actually racing a lot better than his numbers suggest. And Aria One's a big advantage for him there, Sunday night. All
1: right, excellent. Hey, really appreciate the time. Uh, go well across the weekend and we'll see you trackside.
3: No worries, thank you.
1: There's Matty Elkins joining us, Steve. So, uh, yeah, good wrap on that majestic Labros. He looked sharp there at the trials the other day. And uh, we'll wait and see if Big Skew going to start in that final race there on Saturday night, race number seven, the up to NR70 final. He's been ultra impressive He's past two. So, it'll be interesting to see if he lines up. But we'll wait and see. Still a couple of days before race time. So, uh-huh. yeah.
0: Sort of certain horse in tomorrow night at Gloucester Park, race six, mm. number eight. You're going to find out all about it now. Matty Young's joining us.
1: Matty,
4: good morning. Good morning
1: dear boys. She's back in action. Wonderful to
4: fly. Yeah, really looking forward to it. It'll be interesting to see if uh, anyone wants to uh, take her on, I guess, after her defeat last time out. Um, she was beaten by Steno, a very smart horse, but Rock and Roll Sass has got the draw. So do they try and make her earn it, or does Shane take luck out of the equation. There's a few questions there, so I think it's quite a fascinating race.
1: Okay, it's a good card tomorrow night. The feature is race five. This is the group two pearl. Wave rider comes up with barrier one. Is he the horse to beat?
4: Yeah, he's uh, a good horse, Chris. He's he's got such wonderful early speed and uh, just the way he goes through his times and and does everything uh, overall. His his sections and his overall gross time is uh, being the best of any horse that's in that field. Um, he demolished them in the Sales Classic. He just looks a really talented type. He's got the perfect draw. I think he's got the gate speed to lead and that's going to be a massive difference in being able to win this race. So, yeah, I thought he'd get the job done.
1: Can Ryan Bell run 1-2 in the in the pill tomorrow
4: night? Uh, well, I think he survives the chance of being able to run a play. This horse is... Going to get a soft run. I think Grievous will be able to hold up on the back of Wave Rider early. I think the Little Master will probably come forward at the start for Team Bond, and I can see 10 to the dozen rolling forward pretty hard. So uh, there could be a little bit of tempo on, but Grievous gets out well in his own right, and he's a vibe will be punching through as well. So I think if he can get the three back to pegs, he's currently about $4 a place. Uh, he's a vibe, and I thought so. When Wave Rider cut the ribbons at the 400 and raced away from them, the gaps would open, and he could become a, a really significant place chance. He's a nice horse that sits on speed, so uh, he's he's the value for mine in the race. So yeah, I do agree that he he could get one two here, Belly.
1: Okay, it'll be a nice pick me up for Ryan and Away because news is coming through. Shockwave is going to be out again. Uh, there's a little bit of an issue that's been uh, picked up.
4: Yeah, Belly. Um mentioned something to me a few weeks ago about this and, uh, yeah, it wasn't good news. And the response from Ryan was that anytime anyone mentions the Summer Carnival or the Pacing Cup, this horse just finds a way to break himself. So um, it's it's disappointing. It's shattering, really, because we know what a wonderful horse he, he is. And um, hopefully... I believe it's not as bad as they first thought, and I'm, I'm hopeful that we might be able to see him for the Nullarbor and the Fremantle Cup in next autumn. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's just about the waiting game now, so hopefully we can see him get back to his his best and hopefully for connections stay sound and for everyone who does support WA Harness Racing and supports a good horse, that's all we want to see is... Uh, shockwave at the top of his game and racing consistently for a long time.
1: Alright, so definitely no WA Pacing Cup?
4: No, no he's going to miss that. Well the Pacing cups has been moved forward to November, so yeah. uh, that's, that's definitely not happening. Alright,
1: well speaking of the Open Class Horses, tomorrow night you've got the Group 3 August Cup. Um, not a bad line-up here, there, there's certainly a few that can uh, lay claim to taking this feature
4: yeah absolutely it's a, a really fascinating race and the barrier draws have made things interesting and look Tenzing Bromac's got the uh got the wood over a couple of them after his last win and he really worked hard in that and I think he's one that's coming on really nicely Tenzing Bromac but at the same time Mighty Ronaldo's is going to be fitter for that first up effort and he's got the draw advantage and galactic stars run some really good times off the inside can he lead that's the big question I thought the Mustang could charge across here and nearly lead, and really throw a spanner in the works. So I thought there could be a little bit of tempo on in the early stages, and uh, there's a few chances. So look, uh, if you're having quaddies, I'd be I'd be going a little bit wider, and I think the Trona Stars one that could run a bit of a cheeky race. But it'll just be fascinating to see tactically how the race unfolds because I've just got it glued in my head that I can see the Mustang charging across and leading from. A bad draw because he's got superior gate speed and from there he'll look to sit on either Maitre Ronaldo, and Tenzing Bromac it's just whoever gets there first and who how much work they have to do to get there so really fascinating pre-fall event. Yeah good race that one. want to
1: race number four where do we find your best bet tomorrow night?
4: Yeah look uh, I think the meeting is is pretty intriguing and it's got a lot of depth as you mentioned Chris so um, look, I'm going to go race seven number eight Shell Patch in the standing start. I've got a lot of time for this horse and, and it just looks really hard to beat off the 10 metres. Nathan Turvey does a really good job with his team. He doesn't race them unless they're spot on, ready to go. And I think Shell Patch, who uh, was a notable omission from the John Higgins Memorial earlier on this month. Has been able to have any issue behind the scenes fixed, and I think he can get the job done. So, race seven, number eight, shell patch is my best of the night.
1: All right, we'll take the tip there. Race seven, number eight, tell me, did you uh, head down the highway to the Pinjara Trails yesterday?
4: It's not much of a highway, Chris. It's about uh, four <laughs> minutes from my home, but yeah, I was there yesterday. Stone's throw. <laughs> yeah, stone's <laughs> throw. I used to live right next door to it. Well,
1: there you go. There you go. Never ending stepped out.
4: Yes he did, he did step out. Uh, It was a really slow first lap and Junior started to work forward with just over 1,000 metres to go and um, yeah, down the back in 28 and then home in 26.4, 26.5 and I think the most impressive thing was the fact that he just didn't move on him so I've no doubt in my mind he would have broken 26 on the way home if he wanted to and uh, that's quite, quite scary. Of the opposition, they still didn't go over all that quick. So it was just like a, a track work hit out, which you can understand horses will have a lot more left at the finish because of that uh, that speed uh, that is being taken out in the early stages. But at the same time, the arrogance in which he performed that 26 quarter on the way home was, uh, yeah, it was brilliant. So uh, he's come back really, really well
1: so he's unbeaten still reigning australian two-year-old of the year nine from nine is the derby at his mercy or is he likely to face some pretty strong opposition
4: i think he's going to face some pretty strong opposition he's got mr smarty sky lord rolling fires really stepped up from the same stable there's some really nice horses that are coming through and uh we're still we're still a little ways away from the derby so Look, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he steps up. I've still got that query over 2,500 metres with him. Um, Not on his ability. I'm not knocking the horse at all. I'm just... Yesterday, Junior was very keen just to get him back and let him settle because as a two-year-old, he had issues with settling. So, um, I think 2,500 is going to be the next pass mark. If he can do that and do it impressively and settle, then... Then I think the Derby or Derby is going to be at his mercy. So um, he's definitely the horse to beat, and he, he's proven why he is number one. But uh, yeah, I guess it is—it is, it is a, a horse race, and with a genuine tempo and genuine pressure in a race, we'll get to see how good this bloke is. But he's pointing at all signs of being quite freakish.
1: Yeah, it certainly looks that like that. Uh, the nugget. Did did we see a potential smoky for the nugget at the trials there yesterday?
4: Uh, Former Kiwi. Oh, uh, well, the uh, one. Blame uh, one, it on the night. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a it was a nice nice victory in that uh, trial, and look, it was able to do it pretty much hard held. So, um, yeah, the the nugget as it stands. Doesn't appear to be the strongest nugget of all time. Um, we haven't seen Tricky Mickey for a little while, and I think uh, Hoppy's Way finished second in that nugget. And Max Better was one of the favourites. Uh, sorry, in the Derby, they were one of the favourites in the Derby as well. So um, the form lines haven't come on that strongly. We saw Goodfellas was really impressive last Friday. Wonderful to fly, as We know is a, a chance to be able to go into the nugget if Shane wants to go that way. Um, but there, yeah, there's I think there's a, a good opportunity if there's a, a horse that's been able to step up and if there's a horse coming in from the eastern states to be able to take the golden nugget. Where in previous years, there's just been a, a total dominance here in WA of really talented horses that have been able to step up and then go on to free for all ranks, as we've seen Mighty Ronaldo in the past. Yeah,
1: okay, well, we'll watch with interest with him, and just in closing. Was Simon Miller, the the star thoroughbred trainer over there, is he involved in in ownership of a pacer over there or he was just trackside and and sharing in the uh, the spoils of a winner recently?
4: No, he's got a share in uh, Rolling Fire with Justin Prentice. And he, he of course, had a share in I'm Victorious a decade ago um, and with a lot of first-time owners in harness racing and their first horse was I'm Victorious. So... um, He's yeah, he's a pretty lucky man. The rolling fires come on so well, so uh, really exciting to uh, have Simon involved. He's a great promoter of uh, racing in general, and he's uh, one of the great characters, absolutely.
0: Yeah, you spoke to him earlier this week, Matt. Of course, the Quokka goes up significantly in prize money. What about the harness event, the Nullerball, next
4: year in WA? Yeah, it's been able to go up too, so all three events here in WA for the Western Trilogy have gone up in prize money and uh, they've. it's going to be they'll have their own day that they'll be racing so uh, Gloucester Park will host the Nullarbor on the Friday, the Sand Groper will be on the Thursday night I believe and the Saturday will be the Quocker so three nights, three massive races for the three different codes and yeah really really looking forward to it. They were able to get some focus points off of what has happened in the past uh, 12 months with the races here in WA and try and work out how they can improve the Western Trilogy from this year, earlier on this year, to uh, try and make it better. And um, hopefully we can see them implemented and make it a really successful series like it was.
1: I just want to ask the question, Steve, when, when you spoke with Simon the other day, he said that a lot of that prize money's being tipped in to sort of boost up, you know, the, the, the place getters so to speak, to make it worthwhile for those investing. So will that be the same Matt, for the harness racing, the, the prize money, not necessarily for the winner but for those finishing down the line is just a little bit higher than what it was uh, this year?
4: Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think you'd be looking at trying to get um, a lot of the place getters yeah. to be able to potentially get their money back or something, a return on investment uh, for the, for the uh, slot holders as well as the the connections of the horses so um i think that's what it's what that was one of the things that they took away from it especially with the gallops so there was a big lump sum of money for the winner and then it sort of fell away and i guess it was like that with all the codes the greyhounds i think had a better spread because their slots weren't worth as much as the other two codes but um they were just trying to tinker and work with what's the best solution to be able to get more people happy, more people interested, and growing this trilogy going forward.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good move. It's a good move. Hey, Matty, as always, really appreciate the time. Race 7, number 8, Shell patch tomorrow night we will uh, we'll be on. So uh, we'll t- uh, chat again next week.
4: Cheers, guys.